The first reading at Mass is always chosen in light of the Gospel. And some Sundays it's very difficult to find the connection between the first reading and the Gospel. Today there's not so much of a comparison as there is a contrast. I am so grateful that the sun is shining today because if we had to hear this short passage from Job with the usual cloudiness and darkness of an Ohio winter day, then I think we could fall into the depression and the hopelessness that Job had in this short passage. But we know better. We know better because we know the end of the story for Job, that he has more than double replaced in lands, in cattle, in sheep, in camels. And in fact, he has more sons and daughters than he had to begin with that were taken away from him. The gospel today stands in sharp contrast to the hopelessness of Job. Because the gospel, as we know, means good news. And this surely is good news for us this morning. That this fifth Sunday of ordinary time in year B, we are still in the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. We've heard Jesus call disciples, Simon and Andrew and James and John. We've heard him perform some healings. He's cast out demons. He has begun what we call his public ministry. He is revealing himself as the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Christ of God. And today, we hear how he had just been teaching in their synagogue. The place, Capernaum. He enters the house of Simon and Andrew, right next to the Sea of Galilee. And they tell him about Simon's mother-in-law, that she's ill with a fever. And Jesus reaches out his hand and grasps her hand and raises her up and heals her of the fever. This whole gospel we hear today is for us as disciples of Jesus. It's a lesson for us in how to live. That when we see someone in need, that we are called to bring the attention of Jesus to that person. We are to bring Jesus to that person. We are to be Jesus for that person. And instead of giving a handout, we're to reach our hand out to give them a hand up to care for them as Jesus cares for them, to help them up from whatever circumstance they find themselves in so that they know they are loved by God and by us. That Jesus has compassion on Simon's mother-in-law. And remember, compassion means to suffer with. And so Jesus reaches out a hand in compassion, in love, in healing, and lifts her up. By the virtue of our baptism, by the virtue of our confirmation and be sealed with God's Holy Spirit, we have that same power that Jesus has to bring healing and comfort and a hand up for those we encounter. 
But he doesn't stop there. We hear how after sunset, in the evening, in the time of darkness, which is surely in Jesus' time, a time when the evil spirits wander and roam the earth, that people bring all their sick from the village to his door. All those possessed by demons come to this door of the house of Simon. And Jesus again extends a hand, extends a word of welcome, of healing. He touches them deeply with the divine presence to heal their illness, to cure their sickness, to expel all afflictions of mind, body, and spirit, to lift them up so that they know they are children of a loving Heavenly Father. To let them know that He is in solidarity with them. But no doubt, after all that ministry, after all that healing, in His humanity, Jesus is expended, exhausted, tired. But we hear that he gets up early in the morning, rises long before dawn, probably only has a few hours, if that, of sleep because Jesus knows that he must get up and go out the next day and do it all over again. And he knows the source of his strength, the source of his power, the source of his compassion, his love, and his healing is his heavenly Father. And so he goes off to a deserted place to pray. So much does he know that he needs to be filled with the fullness of God. How often in our own lives that we forget that we need that quiet time. Maybe not early before dawn, but sometime throughout the day, we need to check in with our Heavenly Father to go off to a deserted place, to go off to a quiet place, to where we lay out all of our hopes, our dreams, our fears, our longings before our Heavenly Father and ask that Heavenly Father to fill us with God's fullness, not for ourselves, but for bringing God's kingdom to this earth for each other that God has made us for His kingdom and for each other. And then we hear that the disciples, on noticing that He's not in bed, He's not at breakfast, where is He? So they go out looking for Him. And on finding Him, everyone is looking for you. You see, once we have that deep, intimate encounter with Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, we always long for Him. We always search Him out. So much do we need Him. And as His disciples, so much does He need us to continue His saving ministry in this world. But Jesus tells them, my work here in Capernaum, what I've done, I have done, it is complete. 
But I must go. I must go to the other surrounding villages. I must go preach to them this good news of the gospel. This good news that they are loved. This good news that God forgives their sins. This good news that they are called to live like me. And so they leave that place. They go to the surrounding towns, the surrounding villages. They preach, they teach, they heal, they expel demons. And they bring all into a divine encounter with the living God. The good news of Jesus Christ. So as we finish out this first chapter of Mark, may we realize the great privilege and the great call that each of us has in being a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And may we be filled with the fullness of God and be good news for those whom we encounter.